You know, Magneto's right. There's a war coming. You sure you're on the right side? Let's do a head count here. The demigod. The super soldier. Master assassin. We are the future, Charles, not them. They no longer matter. As of right now, the Avengers are at war. Earth's mightiest heroes. We have a Hulk. Hello and welcome to This Week in Dice Masters. What's going on? This is No Vonder the First. And No Vonder, I'm so excited because we're back for another edition of This Week in Dice Masters, although it's been a week and a half or so and you know why it's because i got pissed off when uncanny x-men got delayed from the 22nd to the 29th but the 29th was a glorious day around here in dallas texas because two of the larger game stores and a third later in the day got their stuff on the 29th my flgs got his stuff on the 30th because Alliance are dicks that way. Oh, dang it. I don't mean to use language. The BBC would like to announce that the next scene is not considered suitable for family viewing. Yes, you never know when you need the BBC warning. In any event, we got to have a rainbow draft at my little FLGS and had a turnout of uh, six, which made for a fairly nice little pod. And... We got to play, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit later, but suffice to say that I am enjoying what I've seen so far of Uncanny, and we've done a little bit of reconnoitering with AVX, and, you know, I'm, I'm seeing that this is a little bit more balanced. The mana curve, if you will, is substantially higher. You know, you've got lots of fives and six drops, but... It can be mitigated, and we're going to talk about that. And now it seems like it is also easier to put together a villain team. Yes, for all of you who want to play villains. And, of course, we've got some questions about what to do, what to do, and there seems to be battles raging all over the forums on BGG. And so we will get to that post-haste. You know, I'm not entirely sure why all of a sudden those things seem to be weird. You know, they worked fine in the first... I don't know. I'm just going to have to, like, redo them. And see if I can find the guy's voice file. <gasps> oh, because I don't know if I kept it. Or if I just merged it with the background noise. And, you know... Bah! In any event. Yes, UXM released on the 29th as planned... And it was a day of universal harmony in terms of WizKids and some of their stuff. Hello, dog. If you hear little jingles behind me, that's Steve. Steve the Wiener Dog. 
He has a Twitter account. You can follow him at WienerDogSteve if you'd like to. Oh, by the way, we are... I, I am, I, I've been remiss in doing half the stuff I said I was going to do, but we'll be setting up a Twitter account and other stuff here really soon. I've got to go to Canada. Oh, Canada this week for business, but then I'll be back and uh, hopefully be able to get some of this stuff. Um, so I'm, uh, doing international shipment on our Kickstarters. Oh yeah. By the way, I have a game, a board game manufacturing company. I'm a designer. <laughs> I'm a publisher. All that stuff, you know. Thank God for Kickstarter. And um, so, news. Well, that was the news. We didn't have just a ton of stuff for WizKids Opens because they're over at this point. Nationals is coming up. We'll uh, we'll have our uh, our correspondent who doesn't know he's a correspondent, Sean Eli, <laughs> at the Nationals coming up whenever Nationals is. And I still don't even know exactly when it is. But the big battle this week is raging over on the forums with the rules, by the way. And this is uh, from the... When I say forums, I mean BGG forums. Is Psylocke Betsy Braddock. Because, if you know Psylocke, there is a fairly obvious editorial snafu going on over at the whiz kid so the uncommon it's a three drop says when fielded choose one opposing sidekick or character with a purchase cost of two or less it says sidekick or character with a purchase cost because of course you don't purchase sidekicks if it is level one knock it out otherwise spin it down a level okay that's the uncommon the common for Psylocke, which is Betsy Braddock. The uncommon is Ninjutsu, by the way. Or Ninjutsu. Ninjutsu. Nah, Ninjutsu. I was just looking. I was. It's just dark in here. So, Psylocke, Betsy Braddock. She's X-Men affiliated, which is kind of cool. When fielded, this is a four drop. Common. When fielded, move one. Opposing character with cost of two or less, including sidekicks to the used pile. So, for some people who say, well, you didn't specifically say purchase cost, so it must mean fielding cost. And I have to admit, I'm one of those. I, I am. I am one of those that if you, you don't say it and you say it on another card, then it's got to be the opposite. Otherwise, you would have said it. But of course, we're dealing with whiz kids here, and obviously two different people read the cards, and their quality assurance department is, um, well, suffering from head and butt syndrome, and they didn't catch this. So, yeah. But to me, and I, I you know, I, pl I played Psylocke that way when we got to play, and it was devastating. So it's broken if you do it the other way, I'm telling you. So yeah, it's got to be it's got to be purchase cost, not fielding cost. So, you know, for UXM, that's going to limit your options. You hear that motorcycle going by? It's going to limit your options substantially because there just aren't that many two drops. There's an Ant Man two drop. There's the Falcon two drop. Um, there's a couple of others that that come to mind. Well, that don't come to mind right off the top of my head, but uh, there are not very many two drops. Black Widow is the first thing that comes to mind, of course, for AVX, you know, and that's that when you, when you start combining them, 
that is going to be a Serena uh, free-for-all. So if you're getting Serena, expect her to get uh, moved to the used pile immediately uh, when somebody has Psylocke in play. So as as far as I can tell, and there hasn't been a ruling, obviously, this is going to be purchase cost. And, and you know, this is the other thing, too, is that it just says cost, right? In the rule book, when it just says cost, it says the cost is the upper left-hand number on the card. And I forgot about that, but I read that on the BGG form. So here at This Week in Dice Masters, we are going to endorse that Psylocke, Betsy Braddock, is indeed purchase cost. And you heard it here. Not first. And that's really all we've got for the news. And we'll get to some events that we saw. Dice Masters Events! Masters events. Ah, yes. Events, events, events. Okay, so here in Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas, we have a few. We have a rainbow draft coming up on wed on Thursday, November the sixth. That would be in the 2014, and that will be at Chronicles Games and Comics. And it is slated for 6.30. Get there at 6.30 for the draft. We hope to start playing at 7 o'clock, it says. This is my little FLGS. It's right down the road from where I live. And yes. So, those of you that like pick up the stream and get it today and hear it today, there will be an event in Charlotte, Lakeshore, Table L7. It's going to be hosted by Brandon and Brayden. It's a sanctioned tournament. And you are going to do a semi-constructed draft, which is very interesting because that's... I don't know if they mean to say draft or if it's just semi-constructed because that's not a format that I've seen before. I've seen semi-constructed and I've seen rainbow draft, but I haven't seen them put together. So, in this case... The format is bring four characters and the dice you would like to use with those four characters. Eight sidekick dice, your basic action dice, all that jazz. You will purchase ten packs. So this isn't a standard, this is not a standard semi-constructed at all. This, this is, this is closer to a rainbow. This is a rainbow semi. <laughs> and the, from the purchase pack, the players will select the remaining characters need to build out their team. Um, then again, it doesn't say it's a draft, so I don't know. You guys in Charlotte, go check it out and let us know how that is. So it's uh, it looks cool that it's it looks like it's going to be more semi-constructed. So show up with four and dice. Keep in mind, show up with a bunch of dice for those four characters because you just don't know what your ten packs are going to yield you in terms of multiples of a single particular die. So you may wind up with four with 16 dice and four with one die apiece. So just uh, you know, make sure and take four dice with each one of those, so that way you can have your full 20 if you need. And make sure one of them is Professor X, by the way, and we'll get into that in a little bit. So, uh, that's it. The um, It's at 3 o'clock. I don't think I mentioned that. 
at Lakeshore. It doesn't give an address. Um, it just is one of those things. There's a website. It's ten bucks, by the way. Ten packs, ten bucks. Easy. JustUsProductions.com. Head over to JustUsProductions.com. And you will see, hopefully, the Marvel Dice Masters uh, event registration link. So go over there, get registrated, and yeah, and play. There you go. Detroit had a rainbow draft on this past Thursday. North North California had a release party, and they gave away a box. They gave away a box. Yes. A wonderful gravity feed. That's just fantastic. Ah, yes. And then, uh, again, on at Chronicles Games and Comics in Louisville, Texas, on uh, Sunday, 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 this is going to be November the 9th at 2 p.m., there will be another Rainbow Draft, as Chronicles Games and Comics attempts to be your Rainbow Draft headquarters in North Texas. Yes, I'll give them that plug. And they're also the only game store in Dallas-Fort Worth that I know of that is getting into the secondary market. So if you're listening to my voice and you are incomplete on your sets, Russell over there is uh, putting together a folder, and he has uh, for sale right now. I know he has three of the four super rares, I think. I think Emma Frost is the only one he doesn't have, which, of course, is the useless one anyway. And he has all kinds of rares for 7 bucks and uncommons for a buck or something like that. And then the commons for $0.50, cents and you get the die. So that's cool, especially for if, if you can go over there and, and snag some angels. Hell, I'd pay a dollar for angel just to get the dice because I don't have the dice. I just haven't. I've been able to pull one, so I have three. So, um, yeah. There you go. Anyway, uh, that is what I see for organized play for um, Uncanny X-Men. Now, on the Avengers board, there are more things to be seen and had in the organized play department. And, excuse me, the November 9th in Mentor, Ohio, you've got... Month five of the organized play, and that is at the Great Length, Great Lengths, Great Lakes Game Emporium. Great Lakes Game Emporium event number five for AVX. They have a Facebook page. You guys can check it out and see exactly when and where I will, you know what, since I'm full service here on this week in Dice Masters, I will wait for Facebook to show up and say that it is Sunday. November the 9th at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It will be 46 degrees and a chance of rain in Mentor, Ohio. 7249 Center Street, Mentor, Ohio, Great Lakes Game Emporium. And they will be giving away, of course, the Iron Man Phoenix Buster. And if you have been playing all six months, you may win the Phoenix Force, with the die. By the way, you get one die for Phoenix Force. So how are you going to collect more dice? You're not. You know why? Because the dice limit on that guy is one. If you haven't seen the card yet, that's a 10 drop, and it is limited to one die in play. 
but it is awesome. It lets you basically just pull a, a Phoenix Force die and, ah. Uh, and if you're competing in these things, right, then you've got, you will have a couple of Phoenix Force cards. So, yeah. So, you know, you guys give it a shot and see. We've got some organized play. What I've heard is we've got some organized play for UXM, but nobody has them yet. They uh, they solicited. I saw the solicitations, but they have not uh, come out. Okay, also on Sunday, November the 9th in Overland Park, Kansas. And we are uh, getting to like these guys because they're pretty consistent. They will have pre-built teams. This is going to be constructed event, AVX. And... Will not allow the month five cards, Iron Man or. Wow. Yeah. So they're not going to use organized play from, uh, from month five. So, uh, you guys show up there. Tabletop game and hobby in the game room. Registration at 12 at 1130. First round begins at 1230. They anticipate the tournament will be over by 5 o'clock. The address there is 6990 West 105th Street in Overland Park, Kansas. So you guys check them out. Tabletop Game and Hobby Sunday, November the 9th. And what else we got? Dice Masters, the signal, it cannot be stopped. See, that one sounds so much better. Yeah. So, let's talk about some of the stuff I've got in my X-Men portfolio. Starting with Pyro. Yes, the one rainbow draft that I was a part of that was down in Austin was won by a dude who had the common Pyro. And this was a dude who was able to use it to great effectiveness because it's the one that does one damage to your opponent, direct damage, when it's blocked. Yeah. So, that's the one. If you can take a chance that you're going to be playing in a defensive game and you can just continually attack with Pyro, getting blocked, do a damage every single time. It's a four drop. Pretty economical. It is a good way to slowly but surely lower your opponent. Now, granted, if you're playing in a mixed bag, Hulk, if he's there, is going to kill you. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. As for the other Pyros, you've got Globals, and I don't know if this is a typo between the two other Pyros. You've got one, pay a bolt, grab two dice, roll them up, keep any bolt results, and then put the other back in your bag. And then the other one, the rare, is two bolts to do the same thing. So I don't know if that's real or if that's just another case of whiz kids not editing their crap. Probably the latter, but, you know, you got to go with it. So, oh, and anybody else notice the uh, Month 6 OP, by the way, it has a typo on the card. I mean, a really bad one. Like, it says, is the... If I remember right, and I think it's the Cyclops. I don't remember exactly, but it's uh, it's pretty bad. Anyway, getting back to Pyro, the uncommon is good 
it is it allows you to pay up to two bolts to add two damage when pyro attacks and this is direct no matter if he blocks if he's blocked or not he's going to add two up to two damage if you add two up to two bolts to the result which is well good in my opinion i like it the rare pyro is also good you, in fact you can't really go wrong with any of the pyros the the rare pyro is great if you've got a nice big juicy used pile with a lot of other bolt characters because you get to damage for every bolt that you roll out of your used pile when pyro attacks and that is freaking amazing okay so pyro in any way shape or form is your friend so i like him as you know if you've been following my facebook or whatnot we had a rainbow draft and i used psylocke to great effectiveness and i cheated yes I interpreted it wrong, as did several others, and there was a battle raging on BGG that uh, was solved for that Psylocke, when it forces an opponent, when you uh, force an opponent to move a die of cost two or less to the use pile, now that I read it, I feel like a schmuck, because cost is the cost in the upper left-hand corner of the card. It says it in the rules. I don't know how I... I really don't know. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to claim stupidity. Yeah, I'm going to claim to stupidity, and hopefully you guys will forgive me that I, <laughs> well, just got it wrong. So, Psylocke is no longer as good as it was before, in my opinion. So, you know, it's okay still. You know, you're going to move one of those targets off. Now, the uncommon lets you knock a character out. Same deal. It's, eh, you know, not as powerful as we thought it was, but still, Psylocke's pretty cool. And I like the die. You know, it's kind of purplish. It's cool. So let's talk about a few character cards that I find compelling, starting with the Angel and the common, well, not even common, the basic Angel cards. Specifically, the Angel that will give you plus one, plus one for your sidekicks and this is really cool especially if you're using it in conjunction with another character that allows your sidekicks to attack and not be blocked which is a cool little bomb right so if you're and if you're playing mixed put it together with Goblin Lord, put it together with Captain America, and all of a sudden you've got sidekicks that are 4-4 four, four, unblockable. Yeah, you heard me. That's a team. That's something. And I mean your entire your entire team is based around that, right? So you need some you need a little bit of defense there, maybe throwing beast or something, but that is formidable to say the least put professor x in there so you're pulling a couple of sidekicks back every single time Ugh, wow that's a way to end a game pretty quickly so 
think about it. I don't have very many angel dice because it seems like I only pull one. But in a rainbow draft, it's weird. Um, I will pull an angel just to get the die. <laughs> Even though there's always just one sitting there. It's always the same. It's weird. Oh, and that's Falcon, by the way, if you're scoring at home. Now, I know it's situational, right? So you're talking in a mixed in a mixed team, you're going to have to have Falcon, you're going to have to have Angel, and they're going to have to attack at the same time, by the way, because Angel, when Angel attacks, you get the plus one, plus one. It's not a standing effect like Reed Richard, I mean Reed Richard, like um, Goblin Lord or, or Captain America. But, so you're talking about Green Goblin, Captain America, Angel, Falcon, Professor X. That's five characters you've got to have out to, to accomplish this particular strategy. And that leaves you three for whatever, right? So Hulk, maybe. Maybe, you know, with Professor X out there, you'd be able to ramp to get to Hulk pretty easily. Maybe a Beast, so that, you know, you're blocking and drawing more dice. Ramping up, so that's seven. And then for your eighth, you know, pick pick the global that you want to use the most, you know? I mean, hell, make it gobby for all you care. You're going to be feeling lots of sidekicks, so, yeah, you know? That's a that's a formidable team. So, you guys try it at a mixed tournament, and let me see how, uh, tell me how that how that goes for you. So, yeah, I, I just gave you, I just gave you a winner right there. Bam. We aim to please here on This Week in Dice Masters. Oh, but wait, there's more. Wait a second. Namor. What about Namor? When you've got two characters, when you've got two characters already fielded, Namor swings through for free. Cannot be blocked. That's five damage right there that cannot be blocked. Hello, hello. Again, situational when you use it with all those things, but still, that's something. And then, on top of that... You've got a basic action card, and that is now and the name freaking escapes me, but it allows you to switch the attack of your character with the attack of one of your other characters. Yeah. So what does that what does that mean exactly, right? So I think that from my perspective is I, I'd use one of those I'd use one of those basic action cards to really pump up and I know a lot of you guys are fans of imprisoned, right? I would love to use, and I think it's, is it, is it, no, it's not Relentless, Relentless is the one where they can't block, um, Transfer Power, that's the one, that's the one I remember now, Transfer Power, and, uh, I've, I, I actually used this in a rainbow that I had, so it, uh, it's really, really awesome to be able to switch those, and that is, uh, that is, even if you're just at plus two, plus, you know, two, two on the, on the sidekick dice, you know, you can still switch that up pretty high. So, I don't know. Your mileage, of course, may vary, but give it a shot and see 
how you can string some of these effects together. I think it's I think it's really really uh, interesting the way some of these synergies are working out. Um, I don't love much with magic, with the exception of it's kind of cool for the common to be able to be re-rolled and then if she comes up with a character face she goes back in the field so it's kind of neat and the the four drop is one of those weird kind of cheesy ones that when she blocks you draw a die from your bag and if it's not a sidekick you take them you basically distract them both <laughs> back to the field, which is, it's funny. It's kind of cheesy. It's, I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know, you know? So, um, it's, it's okay. And then, and then when magic damages through an opponent, this is her rare, you roll the die until you roll a face with a, with a mask on it. So, and then damage, Every time you deal one, every time you roll the character side, you get to deal one direct damage. If the opponent has Hulk, forget about it. <laughs> if you're using a mixed, you know, AVX and UXM. Otherwise, it's kind of cool for the, for the, for the rare. So I can see some stuff being done with, I can see some stuff being done with magic. It's kind of, it's kind of cool, actually. I like it. <laughs> but, um, I, um, I like Magneto Will to Live. It's a five drop. It's a basic. If Magneto ever if Magneto ever leaves the field, he goes back to the prep area instead of use pile. <laughs> so um, yeah, he has a will to live. <clears throat> so that's kind of yeah, that's kinda, <laughs> that's that's pretty good. Um, and this is cool too. The Hellfire Club, the seven drop, the uncommon. If you're playing an opponent that doesn't have any villains then he takes two damage every time he draws a die from his bag <laughs> imagine when we combine these sets and somebody uses B666 because everybody uses B666 right every time you make beast block and he has to go to his bag That'll be two damage. That'll be two damage. That'll be two damage. And it's not like Magneto's easy to get out of the field. He's a on his on his three side, he's a three, six, eight. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna have some Magneto's gonna be fun. I, I you know, Magneto's one of my favorite characters anyway. You know. He's in the intro. We're in the future, Charles, not them. You know, I just I just uh oh. I, I like this card. It's a seven drop. I you know I just I like it. I just like it. Okay. <laughs> so um, yeah, um, not sold on Marvel Girl all that much. Um, not sold on Mister Sinister all that much yet. I haven't really figured out how to do it. And uh, Mystique obviously is still stupid to me. I just, I, I don't know how to use her just yet. Everybody hates Namor. Everyone is hating on Namor. But Namor 4-drop, the Atlantean, uh, has, allows you to cancel one active action effect. And I'm assuming that this also means Cerebro. So, 
in my mind, I think that's the only way to get a Cerebro die off of your card. That makes you pay at least two for everything that you field on that card. So that's kind of important in my mind. Uh, we've talked about Professor X, and this is huge. Professor X recruiting young mutants. The global is pay and trainer too. Pay a mask to move two sidekick dice from your use to your prep area. Obviously, you can do it on your own turn if you have used dice already there. You have that transition zone thing, but you can wait till your opponent's care, your opponent's turn, and then use the global then and move it over. So no big deal. You, it, so basically, you can do it every single turn with all the masks that you have. And that's fine. He's got an alternate art card out there too that you got from the WizKids Open that I was fortunate enough to get. And then, of course, we talked about Psylocke. Psylocke, where I was playing wrong. Psylocke has some advantages to her. You know, that's good. Pyro is great. When Pyro is blocked, deal one damage to your opponent. That is the common. We've talked about him. We've talked about him. In fact, we talked about him earlier. Um, Quicksilver is a basic one. And this is how you combat the whole idea of somebody setting up a sidekick wall because his basic four drop, the thanks to the isotope. When fielded, Quicksilver deals one damage to each opposing sidekick. Well, there you go. That basically knocks out all your sidekicks. I mean, seriously. So, you know, the four drop, the, uh, the, the former villain does one damage to every opposing character whenever he's blocked. So he has to assign to attack. I prefer the when fielded. He deals one damage. So that's, uh, you know, that's kind of cool. But, uh, and then he's got one that's a villain that is, um, you know, he's X-Men on all of them except for the uncommon. The uncommon is a villain. And whenever he's fielded or knocked out, he does two damage to every X-Men character in play. So, and it's funny because in the Rainbow Draft, I didn't play that many X-Men. I, I never really got to use the Scarlet Witch, which I had. And we'll talk about that in here in a second when I get to it. But uh, I never really got to use it because there wasn't very many X-Men in play. Or there were not many X-Men in play. Red Hulk, when he knocks out a sidekick, he does two additional damage to your opponent on the burst side, which is okay, I guess. Seven drop, though, you know. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's expensive, but, you know, at least he's going to do a, a damage to, at least he's going to do a damage to every single sidekick that gets knocked out while he's active. And then if he's the one that knocks out a sidekick, he you lose two additional life. On the burst side, and the burst side, of course, for Red Hulk is is the is the low is the side, you know, side one, and um, so you know it's something that you can do with it, and it would be interesting, you know, on his level one or level two side to get that burst. So, I uh, you know I don't know Sabretooth uh, is pretty good because you get to every single time at the beginning of your turn you get to spin him up, and ultimately he'll be at the two five four. That's something to prove. That's the uh, common one. And when he's at level 2 or level 3 for the survivor, then you get to spin him down a level and reduce the damage he takes to zero, which is kind of cool too. you know. And then, of course, the 5-drop, the, the rare, is uh, heroic. And 
this one is actually pretty cool because when he's paired up, he and his partner at the end of your turn spin the level three. So find a good find a good heroic character to pair him up with, and you could potentially have some pretty good damage there. All right, so we talked about Scarlet Witch earlier. This is one that I uh, drew. It's a it's a pretty cheap one. The Scarlet Witch is very interesting because there's three cards and there's three different affiliations. And the uncommon, I'm sorry, the common that I drew in the Rainbow Draft is the one that I used. And she deals one damage to every opposing X-Men character for every other villain that you have in the field. So, of course, I had Psylocke, I had something else. And so I was able to field some villains, but I never really ran into any X-Men, so I never really got to use that ability. So I was just swinging through with Scarlet Witch, hoping hoping that she'd get knocked down and and they'd get some X-Men in the field before I was able to attack again, and I never saw any X-Men. So that's the common side. She has no uncommon. She has a rare. And this is an Avengers affiliation, also a three-drop. And on the turn when she's fielded, you can make your opponent re-roll a die from his initial roll. So it's interesting that they have to re-roll from the initial roll before they re-roll any other dice. So, yes, you're giving them an extra re-roll, but let's say they have something you don't want fielded, and he rolls it, so make him re-roll it. And then you've got at least a 50-50 shot that doesn't roll the character, and he's going to have to re-roll it again. So... You know, it's okay. But the the thing everyone's talking about, of course, is the super rare Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch, which I was fortunate enough to draw on the 29th when I went in and bought, I don't know, I bought like 25 packs and and got Scarlet Witch. And this one is, while she's active, you may re-roll any or all of your dice an additional time during your roll and re-roll step, which is, in a word, awesome. So I like it. I like it a, a lot. And that brings us to sentinel yeah so i've seen a few people enamored with the x-men and they have neglected to have any villains yeah so sentinel becomes an opportunity to knock out a bunch of x-men and cause a damage for every character knocked out but it is a seven drop so use it sparingly be you know if they did sideboards man this would be a great little one to see if you noted that your opponent didn't have any villains dude there's there's quite a few cards that act if they don't have any villains fielded so take a look at that one and of course she hulk has a whole bunch of neat abilities spider-man i'm sorry she hulk has really good stats on the dice spider-man of course, allows you to call out a defender that's not going to block, which is cool. I've seen that used to some effectiveness. And if you can afford him, I'll throw out Juggernaut. That is a great 7-6 attack defend. Costs 3, but it is, in a word, worth it. So that's about it. This is a re-record, by the way, for those of you who didn't hear this the first time and now we're hearing it and they say oh this is a little different well it is because the first one if you fought through it was i don't know what happened my sound card started dying and it's like it started to feed back on itself and you got all this other crap and eh, it wasn't any good so 
I decided to re-record it. It's not the same, but it's just as good, I promise. In any event, we'll see you guys next week for This Week in Dice Masters.